Kia ora. Kofu Smithahu. Now Mike Tefari. Welcome to the House. This new 54th Parliament first met in December last year, and since its ceremonial opening week, Parliament has sat on 16 days. On 11 of those days, usual order has been set aside and the rules of urgency invoked instead. The manner in which this government has used urgency to progress its agenda, including the disestablishment of the Māori Health Authority, is an abuse of power. If you've been watching Parliament, you will have picked up that opposition parties are getting increasingly tetchy about just how much urgency is being used and for what. They can't argue that just because there was an election means that they can overturn parliamentary democracy. By my count, this Parliament has passed 14 bills in seven weeks using urgency, most under urgency through all stages. By comparison, in a study of 24 years of New Zealand's Parliament through until 2010, the average number of bills under urgency through all stages was 10 per Parliament. So we've beaten that average in seven weeks, with more than 90% of the Parliament yet to go. Now, urgency isn't always bad. Sometimes there are very good reasons for it, like fixing a mistake or enacting an excise change without unfair advantage. And urgency isn't always about speed. There are sometimes practical reasons. So let's have a quick look at what urgency is and some of the reasons that it's used. Briefly, urgency allows governments to pass laws faster by setting aside specific rules and processes. And it does this in four key ways. Firstly, it allows Parliament to sit for longer days or even on extra days. This Parliament hasn't actually sat on extra days, just a few extra mornings. But as it happens, morning sittings can be done without using urgency. Second, urgency allows a government to introduce new legislation to the House and then debate it immediately without the usual three-day wait so that MPs can read it. Thirdly, urgency allows Parliament to end a debating stage on a bill and immediately begin the next stage, rather than waiting till tomorrow. This bill is set down for third reading immediately. And lastly, and this is the rule change that angers all oppositions, urgency allows a government to choose to entirely skip the select committee stage, the one where the public is invited to contribute. It's a much more drastic change than the others, but if speed is of the essence, dropping the select committee hearing saves up to six months. These are the checks and balances on unfettered power, and what we have seen has been wholly inadequate. Skipping select committees is also the most constitutionally fraught aspect of urgency, because in a unicameral system like ours, with very few checks and balances, the select committee process is considered crucial as a pause and a check on a government's capacity for pretty unbridled legislating. Plus, it's where mistakes and unintended consequences are found and fixed. Most bills return from select committee with amendments. Most bills are improved with time, with thought and with public input. And this is why it's become more common in recent years to shorten rather than to skip the select committee. So why choose urgency anyway? Well, as it happens, Parliament's rules expect that governments provide the House with reasons when asking for urgency. But reasons aren't compulsory and they can be thin on the ground. And news flash for the opposition at the election uh, in October last year, that mandate was delivered by the New Zealand people. Uh, and we have pulled together our 100-day plan uh, and we are now proceeding to implement it. Let me posit a few reasons myself, some practical, some tactical. 
Practically speaking, urgency is especially useful for new governments, which often have a lot of policy, but a shortage of bills ready to debate. Many fewer than it takes to fill a week of normal debate in the House. So, for example, not having to wait those three days to debate a new bill helps if you're drafting them close to the wind and you have few options. Skipping the select committee process uses up even more debating time. If a new government follows the normal rules, has a first reading and then sends a bill to committee for months, well that takes two hours tops, and now it has to find other things to debate. A parliamentary fortnight includes about 21 hours for debating government bills, and a new government with mostly first readings available would need to draft at least five new bills a week just to keep up. So to fill time, most new governments pick up half-finished business from the previous administration and amend it along the way if necessary. The alternative is urgency. Debating a contentious bill under urgency will fill a day at least. You might only need four bills a fortnight, half as many, buying time to write some more. And members opposite cry crocodile tears about urgency because I've sat where they sat for six years, and I realise... But there are also tactical considerations. Quick wins can satisfy a government's electoral promises and keep their voters happy. And there are political advantages to speed, especially skipping select committee. Those hearings always include experts deriding your ideas, or much worse, people telling personal stories and getting emotional. The media loves that. At least put it to a select committee so we can hear from communities whose whānau will die as a result of this. The 8,000 whose lives would have been saved by this legislation. But no, that hasn't happened. Legislating slowly allows a bill's opposition time to ramp up public feeling, to build pressure and to mount a campaign. But speed moves contentious topics out of the news cycle as fast as possible. Consider, for example, the previous government's three waters changes. They took two years and built a wave of opposition. But if they'd been done and dusted in a week, would their opponents have managed the same campaign? So in summary, sometimes speed is genuinely necessary. Sometimes governments, especially new governments, have practical reasons for aspects of urgency. But also, tactically speaking, urgency can allow a contentious idea to become a fact, before its opponents have quite come up with a slogan. And cynics might argue, well, sometimes that's reason enough. You've been listening to The House. It's a whakaronga koe kita whare. This programme is produced with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Matua.